Welcome to ICAST, the official podcast of International Student Association of the University of Alberta. My name is Emmy Rally. I'm a first-year biology major, and the following is a conversation with a 22-year-old alumni from the Iowa State University. He left Iran in 2016 at the age of 17 and started his studies in biophysics in 2017. He's the Goldwater Scholar of 2020, the winner of Wallis E. Barron Senior Award of 2021, the summa cum laude graduate of 2021 with two publications, the Amgen Research Scholar at the Duke University, and right now he's working as a full-time researcher at NIH. Ladies, gentlemen, and all well-dressed folks, this is my interview with Behnia R. Shirazi. So I communicated that to my mentor, research mentor, and I told him, like, listen, like I'm doing so many of these things, but I'm passionate about the research, right? But I can't be present in the lab all the time doing low value work. Mm -hmm. You know, my time needs to be uh, distributed over high value work because limited time needs to be distributed over high value work. Because if you have, because think about it this way, like value, total value is equal to the time spent on an activity Mm -hmm. multiplied by the density of value. So, welcome. How's it going? Do you want to introduce Pretty yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. I know I'm your first um, first guest on your podcast, which, yeah. which is pretty ter- tremendous. I, uh, I, I, I would assume because, I mean, uh, the way you presented me is very humbling. Um, yeah. As, as uh, Amir Ali said, um, I graduated from Iowa State University in May of 2021, so about about nine nine months ago, I believe. And um, I majored in biophysics uh, as my primary major, and biology and biochemistry were my second and third majors. Um, I initially, I when I came to the United States uh, at the age of 17, my uh, my, my, my mindset was to, you know, just, just go to a cheap, affordable college because at that time I was living on a immigrants, uh, you know, uh, basically money. So I didn't have a whole lot to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, yeah. Specifically since uh, it was all of your family, not just you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I came to the United States with, with my parents uh, and we had about like $25,000, all three of us. And and like the first year of college just costed us like costed us like 13 and a half thousand. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was more than more than half of what my parents brought over here. But hey, I made it. So that's, that's a good sign for you guys. You guys yeah, can do the same that's, too. That's actually my first question. So so the thing is that I, I mentioned all of the words, not all of the words, actually a part of the words that you've flown through the past four years in your uh, program. Um, and it kind yeah. of sounds very corny and cheesy because it doesn't really sound real. But my question is that how, how did you actually manage to do that? I mean, um, do you want to give us an overview of how you did it? I cannot imagine how many burnouts you have been through. 
Yeah, so um, I think the mindset that I had going to college was I wanted to be the best version of myself because for the first time in, in my life, and I believe it's the same case for most of you folks, uh, you get a, a sense of what it means to be on your own mm-hmm. and being your own person because like up to now, um, you, you've been most likely living with your parents and you had a lot of oversight, but for the first time, you're in a place where like a lot of people are at your own age and everyone's going about their life uh, in, in a specific major that they're interested in and they want to be someone in the future. So I feel like my my thought process was like, wow, like I have total freedom to choose who I want to be. And like with total capacity of becoming that person, because there's nothing that can inhibit me, right? It's mm. it's it it's uh it's a campus where it provides a lot of opportunities and a lot of doors that you only need to knock on. And they don't open those doors, you just knock on harder and harder. Yeah. I think that's um, the scary part, isn't it? What is that? I think that's the, that's the scary part as well. Uh, uh, scary part in terms of you're on your own and like all the consequences are on you. Is that what you mean? Technically, uh, what I'm trying to say is that okay, you've you've got all of these options to choose. You've got all of these resources to to use, and it kind of yeah. it sounds like okay, using each of them is not is not a waste of time, but using every single one of them is the most efficient way that can help you get to the uh, get to your goal as as soon as possible that's the scary yeah part. yeah I, I think the way i saw it was you know like there's so much stuff available to me and like i did not have the opportunity for example like you might say why did you major in three things like are you out of your mind like college well, is meant to be fun and and for me, college was fun. Like the fun was in taking classes for me, like on quantum physics, mm. on thermodynamics, on like high level mathematical statistics, because I, I enjoy science. Like early on, I realized like around 17, when I came to the US, I was like, wow, like I knew I wanted to go into STEM. I was interested in, and I just wanted to understand the world in a very, very deep way. And, and so like that was the opportunity. I was like, I like these courses. I, I love to know more about them. I would like to know how chemical bonds form through quantum mechanic interactions, you know, mm-hmm. versus like what your chemistry one and chemistry two says. It's like, oh, the periodic table says that like electrons uh, increase from left to right in these orbitals, but they don't tell you why. They don't tell you how bonds form quantum mechanically. I just wanted to understand that, you know, I, I was curious. I wanted to mathematically write out the wave function of a quantum particle and say like, this is how this works. And so, so mostly it was driven by curiosity. And, and the, secondly, it was, I was driven by ambition. I wanted to say like, I wanted to prove myself, first of all. And I know you might say, like, you know, you shouldn't prove yourself to other people, but I think a big part, a big driver is like proving to other people that you are capable of doing a lot of things. And, and that was the whole point. That was the whole point to like do big things, take classes that you like, be involved in things that you like. I know one of the things that wasn't mentioned here, I was, uh, I was, I was involved with UNICEF club on our campus, uh, sophomore year, we, the club went to 
Washington, D.C., uh, and we met a lot of uh, representatives in the Senate and the Congress uh, to advocate for UNICEF. And I met a lot of other folks that came from different colleges across the United States doing the same thing. And, and that was inspiring. You know, I could have I could have it would I could have stayed back with some other friends during spring break because the conference was in spring break, you know, and like just had fun. But I was like, you know, UNICEF is more important. To me. So it's a matter of priority. Uh, and then junior and senior year, I was the president of my club. We raised funds. We went to football games. We sold food on behalf of UNICEF. We donated the money. Um, I was an RA for my, uh, for, my, for my school for two years. Um, uh, but I liked it. Yeah. Resident assistant. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Resident, resident assistant or resident advisor where some, some campuses call it resident advisor. Uh, where basically you're just you're you're like in the residence hall as as a person that is like advises students like lower lower grade students like freshman sophomore, um, but that was fun too. Like I liked the positions of leadership. I liked knowing people on my floor and like connecting them to resources. So it shouldn't be daunting. It should be like you know you got four years to do some cool shit and go out there and do some cool shit. Don't just sit on your ass. Yeah. Yeah, I understand, I understand. Um, so, um, I mean, I understand the point of, um, technically, let's be honest, most of um, scholarships, awards, and technically most of the jobs outside, out there that are kind of, uh, I would say, um, more prestigious, considered to be more, more prestigious nowadays they all require leadership abilities. It doesn't matter if you are actually the leader of the group or not. I understand that. But, but what doesn't make sense is that how much time do you think, how much time did you actually specify to, to volunteer? Because, because, it's, um, because sometimes it's like, okay, I've got these subjects to study and I've got these quizzes and these exams and these assignments, and these are actually things that specify my GPA. That is the first thing ever that any company looks at. My resume, my GPA is very important rather than all of these uh, volunteering. And all of a sudden, um, if you, uh, for example, if you're like in four different associations working voluntarily, um, in the middle of semester, you find yourself, oh, now I have got all of these things all of these assignments and I'm very behind of my studies, despite the fact that I'm doing very well in all of my volunteering. That's, that's, that's actually when it kind of hits hard. So what did you do when those moments were, were kind of nearby? Um, well, I, I, you gotta be clear with your priorities, obviously. Like, are you there? Are you in college to volunteer? Or are you in college to, you know, learn things and, by effect, have good grades. Um, I think you, you need to prioritize on things that you really find important first. Like if, if volunteering is your passion, then, and, and like having a 4.0 GPA is not as much of a passion as volunteering is, then you should recognize that, but you should still work on having a good GPA. You sh shouldn't be still, right? Because after, like I definitely felt this in college where like sometimes I was studying so hard where I, I had reached to a point of diminishing returns. I was burning myself out more for a few points extra. It's like, 
it's like the gap between a C and B is a little bit of effort. And then from B to B plus is a little more effort. And then once you get to A minus, it's like, okay, you need to put a little, quite a bit of effort. And then to A and A plus, it's just like, you got to put so much effort and so much time that like you, you, you get to a point of diminishing returns. And let's say you are a leader on campus and you're involved with clubs and you're doing research and everything else. So you got to think about, okay, like I want to have a good GPA. Uh, am I good with A minus, right? Am I good with B plus uh, or, or no, I need an A plus. And, and I think another good way of looking at it is like even in, like the way I saw my classes was about learning. So I, I usually, this is funny, but out of the eight semesters of college, I technically attended two semesters worth of classes in really? person. I, I, yes, I skipped pretty much every class that was in person that I could skip without losing like a GPA penalty, without losing points. Mm -hmm. Like if, if class was optional uh, or if class had attendance points, but the attendance points if, if, if I lost all of them, would I still be able to get an A? Because uh -huh. you can calculate through the syllabus. Um, if, if, if that was the case, I would usually just spend the time not going to class and just reading the book because I was more interested in going deep and like covering, you know, point by point, everything through the textbook. Like for, for example, you know, freshman year, I read the entire chemistry textbook for Chem 1 and Chem 2 twice, I took notes. Sophomore year, I read the entire organic chemistry textbook, 1,300 pages twice, took notes. Mm -hmm. And and like, if I went to class, first of all, I, I would be spending four hours a week, four to five hours a week in class, learning maybe like 40% of what I'm learning through a book, right? Mm -hmm. And also like in class, like people are talking. So, so my reason of getting good grades was like, I actually like learning. So I, I want to go deep and by effect of going deep and learning a lot through the book, when I got to the exams, like getting a 98 was easy for me because the stuff on the test were easy because it was based off what the professor taught, not how deep he went into the textbook. And he had a very, very uh, solid knowledge of how things work which helped me later on in different courses because I could connect the dots between things. Whereas if I had attended just the courses in person with the professor, I couldn't connect the dots. I couldn't have a deep understanding of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if you're really considering like a career in science, or if you want to be someone that wants to create new technologies or be an innovative leader for tomorrow, um, or you just want to be a cutting edge surgeon, you need to have a very, very deep understanding of how things work. You need to love how things work because uh, that's, that's just how successful people are succeed. What, that, that's the reason why they're succeeding at that level in those industries. Mm -hmm. um, but get, get, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, we went to a lot of tangents. Um, just, just recognize what, what you're passionate about have you hit the points of diminishing return and is it worth investing more time into task A versus task B if you have hit point of diminishing return? So it's all about priorities. I understand, I understand. 
um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. It, um, but to, to some, um, let me formulate my question well. Um, I would say it's just a matter of, as you said, priorities. Sometimes uh, I'm like, okay, I like this class a lot. Uh, so I'm just going to go for it full force. I want an A+. Plus. That's it. That's the only object. I want to do it. But at the same time, um, it comes uh, to, I don't know, to the midterm or to the second midterm. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Here are the slides. Here are the important parts of the book that, that, uh, that the professor is definitely going to ask questions about. And the other parts of the book are just are completely unnecessary, okay? And at the same time, I have to do these things as well, you know, volunteering, other, other activities, because they're also crucial as well, right? Um, and despite the fact that I'm very uh, passionate about these things, like very passionate about this course, I cannot make the time for it. And it kind of feels like, okay, these activities that are kind of necessary for me to just so I can I I will be able to prove my leadership abilities. These are now dragging me away from my passion, and that's kind of I would say where um, the 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 feeling of okay the doubt that okay do I actually need to do this or not it starts from there. You know what I mean? What do you think about it? Um. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta value what you're doing, and and the value is an index of your passion multiplied into uh, how much time is taken away from you, right? Because like, um, let's say you have very high passion for it, but it's taking so much time that it's significantly disturbing your lifestyle, or it's disturbing your time from from other things, uh, then then maybe the value is starting to drop, right? You, you, as I said, you've hit the point of diminishing returns. Then you got to invest as much time that you can. I mean, then again, like you're the master of your own time. Like no one can tell you, you need to work like 30 hours on this. Uh, like when I was in college, I, I, was, I was involved in the research for four years, uh, which, is part, which is the main reason why I was able to publish two papers. One of them I was first author on. Um, I was I was the president of a club. I was an RA. I was uh, I was I was I was having three majors. Mm -hmm. uh, so many other things that I can think of. But basically, like I was like, okay, like I need and I need sleep and I I, I like to go to the gym. I like lifting. I want to be like consistent with my diet with my physique. So <clears throat> I said, all right. So research, I'm gonna be super focused on it during summer because I have more time during semester, I'm going to go into lab when I can go to lab, but I'm going to go to the lab when I can go to lab at those times. You know, it's, it's like, cause no one's as busy like 24 seven, right? Like when you get up until you go to bed, maybe you're productive, like, like max, if you're super productive, 50% of that time max. Uh, so you have 50% downtime and in those 50% downtimes, you kind of strategize, we're like, okay, like I have some downtime. I can get some research done, right? Um, so I communicated that to my mentor, research mentor, and I told him like, listen, like I, I'm doing so many of these things, but I'm passionate about the research, right? But I can't be present in the lab all the time doing low value work. Mm -hmm. You know, my time needs to be 
distributed over high value work because true limited time needs to be distributed over high value work because if you have because think about it this way like value total value is equal to the time spent on an activity mm-hmm. multiplied by the density of value per time that activity has right so think of two scenarios scenario one is like there are some people like okay i don't want to say some people because it seems like i'm judging people but there's some instances where people like to be uh, present all the time like for example if they want to be uh, they they want to they want to show up in the lab they want to stay in the lab they want to take all the notes mm-hmm. because because the idea is like okay if i do all these things yeah. if i be meticulous about showing up consistently doing this doing that then i'm then i'm moving forward right i'm progressing mm-hmm. the, the mind the idea of in that case is like busyness as a proxy of productivity right mm-hmm. but that's wrong like if you're busy you're not always productive you need to think okay what's what's the density of value that i'm getting at this time and point so let's say if you if you're super busy but you also want to go to the lab because you think that's a good way of being on top of your things then the density of value getting per unit time is lower at that time right so you might get less value out of your work if compared to when you went to lab for like 3 hours but that was like on your less busier day but you got mm-hmm. more done right mm-hmm. so so the density of value goes up so that's how how you need to like think about things really systematically and say is this worth my time right now or can i delegate it and and try to delegate tasks like when i was the president of unicef i had the vp and i also had a treasurer and i delegated tasks as much as i could to them so i could pay attention to the other aspects of the club like for example gathering members or sending the word out right so the vp could talk to other initiatives on campus right Mm-hmm. So so you need to really think systematically of how you go about things it's like it's not a one to one thing it's the value density changes over time over day I hope your vp now is not going to listen to this then <laughs> Oh no no we're actually best friends <laughs> Interesting Yeah yeah I, I yeah I understand that but again um it's just Mm, it's just I'm 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 kind of representing I would say every single kind of burnout that, that a student can get throughout their program, and the next yeah. kind of burnout I mean it's not a burnout but it's just a draining thing. It's like okay, uh, one of the draining things about student life is that you see that your friends who kind of dropped out or or even didn't go to university at all are achieving things that are technically more practical to to real life. Um, yeah. because they're buying cars, they're like getting married, they they they, they yeah. have stocks and now they have started their business. It's working now and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And although you're receiving yeah. you know, scholarships, awards, you're doing all of these great things, you've got all of these achievements, it's not practical. It's not okay, I don't have yeah, yeah, yeah. hustle right now. What am yeah, I going to do with like 10 in 10 years? I mean, yeah, obviously this award is awesome, but it it's it's not you know, it's not earning any money for me. So um but I mean at the same time 
I know that these sound these sound a little um, stupid or crazy to to think like this at sometimes, but there are still times that you ask yourself, no, seriously, what's the point of this paper, for example, or, or what's the point of this research I'm working on, if it's yeah. not making any money for me. So, so how right. would you handle that kind of feeling? Well, I mean, like you mentioned, like money. Um, you got to be clear on what you value, right? So, so for some people, money is more important because like money runs the world, basically. The world runs on money. Um, and obviously, the more money you have, the more opportunities you'll have and the more things you can do, the more time you will save doing things, right? Then again, you can delegate things to people and pay them. Um, but you got to recognize, like, first of all, like, why are you in college? Like, what's the whole point? Are you, are you in college because it's something everyone's doing? Mm-hmm. Is it normal for that age because everyone's going to college? Then, then that's not a good reason. Like, mm-hmm. you could be doing other things that might that you might identify more with, right? Yeah. So for, for me, at the time, like, at 17, I wasn't interested in starting a business. I wasn't interested in starting side hustles. I was interested in learning things about science. And that was, that was, that was my thought process. I was interested in publishing a paper. I remember like freshman year over summer, I stayed on campus and I talked to my mentor because everyone was gone. I was, I was like the only freshman there. I was like, I told him like, look, like it's very important for me to publish. Not, but not as first author. So I communicated that early because that was my value system right and and i achieved that and the scholarships that i got sure i i i aimed for a few of them i wanted to get a few of them like the goldwater scholar uh which which is like a premier scholarship in the united states for Mm -hmm. stem majors but outside of that everything else kind of like self-reinforces right because like if you have good grades and you're more likely to get more scholarships and you're more likely to be chosen by more people for more awards. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a f- positive feedback. Loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and at the time, this is very important actually, because it, it highlights your point. I, at the time I was a hardcore set on going to medical school. Like my mind was like, I'm going to go to the best medical school this country has to offer for me. Right. And that was my mindset. But at 21, when I was, when I graduated, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to do medicine. And that's totally fine. You know, like I got, I extracted as much value as I could from college, mm-hmm. but I changed my mind about going to medicine. And I think for me, the reason was, you know, I can work really hard. And I proved that to myself in college mm-hmm. for things that I'm passionate about, which at the time was like, you know, like learning all these things, which still is, I really enjoy learning new things. Um, but I realized I want to create a company. I want to like do this. I want to do that. I want to translate technologies into businesses. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to do things that are not in medicine. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that, that became my, my locus of focus if you think of it mm-hmm. uh, that was my value and and i came to nih which is like national institutes of health in in dc um 
to learn the hands-on technology like uh, experiences and technologies to work with with like the experts in the world in uh, in research and to work with them so i can like learn those technologies because later on i want to translate them into a company mm-hmm. and so like the vision is i want to create a company now you know but um the idea for creating companies like okay like you need to think about problems the company may face in the future where's your cash going to come from right mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest thing how are you going to start a company if you don't have cash that's problem number one that you got to solve or you got to think about and problem number two is like what 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 are you gonna what are you gonna do as a company right what what's your focus for me it's going to be sustainable energy right through biology i'm going to create sustainable solutions through biology the whole point of like doing uh, the nih thing right now is that so so then you think of things systematically like you want to draw a painting and then you're like okay where am i going to start but i have to have some foresight of where the pain is going to go mm-hmm. so i need to pay attention to that uh, but i'm going to do this whole thing because because i'm passionate about it yeah you know not because money is important but mm-hmm. because i'm passionate about creating company but i'm not passionate about going to medicine anymore so so be be true to yourself and see what what your you know value is like yeah, basically who who do you want to be in like 30 years and what do you want to, what, 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 what do you want your mark to be on this world? Like, do you want to, like, for me, it was like, you know, I want to do something really special that I, I want to be proud of, you know, about my life. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I made a change, at least. So that, that's, that, that's like what's important to me. But other people have different values. And based off of those values, you create your life. Some people want to start a family early on, like, I had so many friends that graduated undergrad with me and like a few months later, they, they didn't get proposed and they got married, they moved in like, and, and like they're both going to medical school. They're both taking out loans, but that's what their priority system is. It doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand. It's just what they like to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. Uh, I really admire that. Um, what you said about you know you had the idea of going to medical school at first but then it kind of, you can yeah. your mind in the process of just achieving all the assets you wanted to go to the medical school yeah. um it's kind of like um reminding me of uh, this story about vincent churchill who he, uh, he used to have different hats allocated to different personas of him um yeah. it's like okay i i need to like meet with the queen now so I need to be in this character, in this character that is is humble and it's uh, as as well that responsible and is always uh, was it called loyal to to the queen, right? So he used to uh, he 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 wore a specific hat. Sometimes he he would go to these meetings and he wanted to be this great politician. So he would wear yeah. a very special uh, hat. Um, and the way that you thought about it. It, it reminded me of okay when you got into university when you were a freshman you were just kind of a student like Benia as only a student and when you kind of got out of university you're now Benia with a lot of hats one of them is for Benia the student the other one is Benia for the researcher the other one is Benia for you know going to the gym the other one Benia as a partner and these things and I, yeah. I think that's kind of the, the meaning of growing up 
do you think do you think that's kind of the concept that you have now as as an alumni uh well i guess well i quite don't quite understand what you mean by has but i think what i think uh would partly relate to your question is like yeah like everyone creates different different identities where the identity would fit that circumstance right because like you know you, you, you each circumstance requires a specific set of behaviors right like for example if you want to go run you wear running shoes right you don't you don't go run in your like sandals mm -hmm. right uh so it really depends on the circumstance and the circumstances that you you choose to put yourself into are based on your priorities and yeah, your your value hierarchies because you choose those circumstances now you might be in some circumstances that were not of your choice um like some something happened and you just ended up in that circumstance but i think like generally like in the long term not in the short term like you can get into circumstances that weren't of your choice in the short term but in long term i think the willingness of a choice plays a big role in where your life goes mm -hmm. and who you become mm -hmm. so so i think i think you're basically like element of randomness washes out in long term and and who you become is what you chose to become right like yeah, whether it was directly or indirectly, like through indirect choices, like getting up late, like showing up to to work unenthusiastically, be being with someone you don't love as much because that's a choice, right? You you're choosing to be with someone that you don't love as much, or choosing someone you really love. You know, that's also a choice. Um, but yeah, like my perspective. I mean, I mean, I, I'm 22. I'm still really young. Like it's like four years older than you guys. Yeah. Three, three, four years. But basically, basically, like, you know, like, the world is basically your, your playground, like, do, do whatever you like to do, because, you know, you're, you're, you're all young, and myself included, and we have a lot of opportunities ahead of us, and like, just, just fit your life into something you're, you're, you're really happy about, mm -hmm. you know, wake up every day and do whatever you like to do those days, at least as much as you can. Mm -hmm. um, and don't don't try to fit yourself into a narrative that was created by others or by society because you know i mean you, you have limited time and with that limited time you want to be as uh extracting as much value as you can you know and i think the ultimate value is coming from choices that you truly you know um uh, identify with mm -hmm. so so yeah for me and, and like like humans are evolving beings like you're not a machine that is static like i was i was super passionate about going to medicine since i was four but it took me like four years of intense commitment to academia and success to realize medicine wasn't something i wanted to that's fine i mean i did have cognitive dissonance for about a few months mm -hmm. not re like realizing whoa like this really messed up like i wanted to do this i don't know what i want to do but then other things come up and you realize you're passionate about other things and that's fine because you evolve. You just have to understand you evolve. Yeah, I understand. I really admire that. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, now that's just in the past. Like 
Um, and obviously talking about achievements in the past are, are, are secondly just talking about goals and, and your rewards, I would say. But let's, let's focus more now on, on your journey. What are we going toward? What, what, what are you aiming for now? Uh, well, I, I discussed this a little bit before. I, I'm more interested in creating a company right now that uh, solves the, the whole issue of uh, burning fossil fuels and creating CO2 and dumping it in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the idea is, you know, get inspired by nature, like see how hydrocarbonic molecules are created in nature, right? They're created by absorbing CO2 from the air by plants and using sunlight to create hydrocarbon chains, right? And hydrocarbon mm-hmm. chains are basically the things that create fuels. So if you're, if you're a little bit creative, right? And you spend a, lo- a little bit of time or a lot of time on what you like. In my case, it's like biology, you know, combined with laws of nature, the physics and organic chemistry and quantum mechanics and statistics and this and that, you know, create this technology. And then on top of that, I'm interested in, you know, um, selling it. I'm interested in uh, creating a company around it. I'm interested in like hiring people, you know, I'm interested in expanding. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think where I'm going to go. Um, and that's my goal, but it's not a four-year goal. You know, it's, it's like 20 years, 25 life years. Life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's life. It's, it's like, you know, you, you don't, you, you got to live life to know what life is and mm-hmm. you got to go through every second, one second. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it takes time and, and that's the whole point that's the whole beauty of it you know if, if you build something you would appreciate it. if you don't and it's just given to you you won't appreciate it and you won't be happy with what you built so yeah this is awesome. so, so yeah yeah i guess immediately what i'm going to do is like i'm here at an age for about another year uh a year and a few months um and after that i'll do a phd in uh biofuels and uh, specifically, like synthetic biology and creating things, creating metallic circuits and this and that. So I can get the knowledge side of assembling that company. And then the money side, I, I, I'm trying to raise that through starting small businesses right now at this age. And we'll mm-hmm. see where it goes, you know. We'll see where it goes, working on it and growing it. But yeah, you're, I would say you're a fresh man the life right now yeah 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 you're definitely you're definitely i'm definitely like a fresh fresh year right now in life but that's fine i'm, I'm okay with it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's awesome that's awesome yeah really that. thank you very very much for the time yeah of course thank thanks for that. having me yeah and right. best of luck to everyone thanks, thanks yeah and yeah please reach out if you have any questions thank you very much uh, thank you very much for listening to the first episode of ISA podcast named ICAST. Uh, I'm Amir Ali, and thank you very much for following us. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.